With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. It is time for America's longest-running fantasy show, Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. I'm your host, Paul Charchian from Fanball.com. My co-hosts today are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on? What's going on? Ahoy! Oh, talking to you. Yeah, thank you. That's your tribute to Christian Peterson, mm-hmm. who's not here uh, this week. He was here last week. And he uh, did a great... He did a B-plus job no, last week. Uh, no, I thought he did a solid B job, oddly <laughs> enough. Uh, a solid a, a, a B, B job. job. Maybe I should rephrase that. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Let's call that Is a... Where you want to go? I'm going to change that to a C job. Uh, I don't know if you want to say that either. No, an A job? I can't call it an F wow. job because God only knows what that's going to mean. Oh, wow. man. Uh, over the course of today, Just we're... think if you could use pluses or minuses. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have this problem, would I? <laughs> over the course of today, we're going to break down every game fantasy style. We don't tell you which team's going to win. We're, we tell you which players will help your team win. You'll hear letter grades for every meaningful fantasy player, a rationale for why we feel that way, so you can make your own decisions. Uh, We'll answer three tough questions over the course of this show. We'll give you nine different players upon whom you can take a chance, and we'll jump into a time machine to identify the players that you want to pick up this week that everybody is going to be hot to pick up next week. Last week, speaking of Christian Peterson, he gave us uh, Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. and um, news uh, coming out of the latter part of this week that uh, it looks like he's going to be the starter going forward. He I said that after gonna, practice yeah, today. I think that's going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good move for him and his owners. Uh, let's jump into our matchups, beginning with Detroit taking on Philadelphia. This is kind of kind of a hairy one now. We know Detroit's supposed to be a, a run-first team, and they said in the offseason they want to run-first team, but they keep getting all these matchups that are tough against the run and easy against the pass. Yeah. Do you like this as another good Matt Stafford outing? Yeah, it's it's just like you said. The Eagles have allowed 320 yards and three touchdowns to the likes of Case Keenum and Matt Ryan in mm-hmm. back-to-back weeks, which uh, basically has landed them fifth-worst against fantasy quarterbacks. They're allowing the second-most points against in the NFL right now. Yeah. It, it's 
It's a good spot for Matthew Stafford. He has five touchdowns, and he's averaging 315 yards a game. I got an A grade on him. I, right. I think the passing wow. game is going to be good again. Yeah. I, you know, back end of the QB1s there. Well, now I can only imagine what you think about Kenny Galladay. How many pluses can I use? None. You can use no pluses, but feel free to give him an A. Okay. Well, uh... He, I guess I'll give him an A plus. How many How many A's do you want to give him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give him, him an A. He gets an A, 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 A. He gets so many A's from, from me. Uh, it's been two games. Three different receivers have topped 100 yards, and five different wide receiver tight ends have scored against the Eagles. They're just mm-hmm. giving it up all over the field in the receiving game. Yeah. And Galladay is the guy. Uh, it, it, I just got an A grade on him. Yeah, like um, like Julio Jones last week, the size differential between yeah. him and Ronald Darby. Darby yep. would have to stand on his own shoulders and, to reach and, Baby Tron. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay at 6'4", there, uh, kind of mm-hmm. an A.J. Green frame to him. I give Marvin Jones a B for similar reasons. And the number two wide receivers, like Calvin Ridley, uh, mm-hmm. great game, great games against them. Uh, give him a B grade. I'm keeping Amendola on the bench just because he gave us nothing last week. I think he's going to be very hit and miss this season. I would trust Hawkinson a little bit more. Yeah. I know that he only had one catch for seven yards, and I know that the Eagles um, – the Eagles have been pretty good against tight ends, they, but they did give up four receptions to Vernon Davis, four receptions to Hooper. Vernon scored. I think Hawkinson's going to improve, but I think last night, last week was a good reminder that he's still a rookie tight right. end. Right. Uh, I do give him a C grade here, though. I think he's going to get involved just enough. Uh, into the running game here. Carry on Johnson, I'm actually giving a B grade too. It's it's a really hesitant B grade, but the Lions runners are touching the ball still 30 times a game. Yep. Uh, they just got rid of C.J. Anderson. Uh, Perkins is probably not going to play much, if anything. Ty Johnson might get involved here, um, but... Uh, I, I'm going with Carrion Johnson. The Eagles haven't allowed a runner over 32 yards yet this season, but they're giving up 70 yards per game in the air to backs, and Carrion Johnson's pretty okay there. Mm. So yeah. uh, be great for Carrion. All right. Over to the Eagles side. Uh, I'm giving Carson Wentz a B grade. The Lions are allowing over 300 yards per game to quarterbacks, and part of that is due to pace. Um, they have allowed the most pass attempts in the NFL, and play, and they have the most pass attempts in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, against them, yes. Yes. Uh, despite those yards, they've only given up two touchdowns and just 18 points per game, the Lions have. Hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, docking, I'm docking Wentz a little bit there because the, the Detroit Lions are giving up a lot, but they're not giving up points. Yeah. So uh, a B grade there. Alshon Jeffrey at this point, they're saying he'll play, but he was on, he did not practice on the Friday practice report. Yeah. So, it didn't practice all week. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know there are reports suggesting he's going to play, but nine times out of ten, if you don't practice Wait, all week. Wait, how many times? <laughs> nine times. Out of ten. Nine times. Out of ten times. <laughs> if you don't practice all week, you don't play. So I consider Jeffrey to be so, a game-time decision for sure. Yeah. Here's how I'm playing it. I, I'm giving a B grade to the starter. If it's Jeffrey or if it's Aguilar, I'm giving the B I feel right. like if he goes, mm-hmm. if Jeffrey is able to go, they're trusting him enough to... to... Aguilar's going to start either way, in yeah. all probability, yeah, because but, Deshaun Jackson's definitely out. Right. But yeah. if Jeffrey goes, I have less faith in Aguilar. We're Agreed. talking about a guy who, with double-digit touch, touches, uh, double-digit targets, has had like 33-yard games and 60-yard yeah. games. Like, uh, If he's not going to get major targets, I, I'm a little bit out on him. 
Uh, Holland's uh, Arthega Whiteside on the bench for me. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, uh, I'm giving an A to Zach Ertz. The the thing about we were worried about too many mouths to feed. All right. those a lot bunch of those mouths are sore right now. That's right. <laughs> Dallas Goddard's mouth very sore. Yeah. So sore, not expected to play. Yeah, actually, he came up with the same report with Jeffrey that they think he might now. I, I I'm with you, though. I, d- I don't think he plays. Uh, Ertz, 23 targets in the last two games. Uh, the Lions have been untested so far. They've just played Max Williams and Charles Cray and Virgil Green. This is the first, first one they're going to have to face. I think mm. A grade here. Uh, in the running game, you know me and Jordan Howard. I'll never give him a good grade. Uh, I have him on the bench. I, I have Miles Sanders with a C, kind of. I'm, I don't even like that. Yeah. But uh, the the Lions are middle middle of the road against the rushing game, and uh, fourth worst against running backs in the passing game. So that that could spell a little for Sanders or maybe even Sproles. Okay. The Lions are allowing 171 total yards per game to running backs, which is the fifth most. So I have to at least give Sanders a little bit of a C grade here. Yeah. Yeah, disappointed Darren Sproles couldn't get anything going last week. Uh, Matt, let's go to Denver taking on Green Bay. Let's. Yes, let's. Joe Flacco hasn't been able to get a lot going in this offense other than Emmanuel Sanders. What do you think happens here against what appears to be an improved Green Bay defense? You know what my phone autocorrects Flacco to? And this is true. Flaccid. Flaccid. I've run into this. And that's exactly what what Joe Flaccid is. Yes. I, I don't want any part of him. And. I really don't even want any part of Emmanuel Sanders here. He should get the Jair Alexander shadow coverage. He's only allowing 37.5% completion in his coverage this year, Mm -hmm. so I don't like that at all. And then there's the running game, Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. It's been like a 50-50 split. Last week, Freeman had 16 touches on 52% of the snaps. Lindsay had 17 touches on 48% of the snaps. That's watered him down. They've run the equal amount of pass routes this season, and the Packers have a weakness. It's to pass-catching running backs right now. And they both had seven targets last week, right? Yeah, it's but so it's a complete split. So I, I can't start either of them. I got both of these guys on the mm-hmm. bench uh, until one of them gets hurt, hopefully, and, oh, and clears up the waters here. Uh, on the Packers side— How about if Philip Lindsay's just awesome? <laughs> I, Is there anything I, wrong with that? I wish. I, I, think, I, I think he's pretty Don't you good. think that— it should have happened by now. Well, it did last year. Come on. All right. Aaron Jones gets a B grade. He holds at least two-thirds of the touches over Jamal Williams, who vultured a touchdown last week. The Broncos are allowing an average of over 105 combined running back yards and have given up three running back touchdowns in the first two weeks, so Jones gets the B. Yeah, although I'll note Matt LaFleur came coming out this week and saying he wants to try to even the time between those two. Why? And we say, cram it, LaFleur. Exactly. There's no reason for that. Jamal Williams stinks. Stop it. <laughs> you know, Aaron Jones, a damn good running back. Stick with him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, is averaging 206 yards per game and has three touchdown passes in two weeks. Mm. He's only getting a C grade for me. The Broncos are still an above-average pass defense, allowing the second-fewest pass yards this season, albeit to Derek Carr and sad Trombonski. Yes. So uh, I'm still only giving Rodgers the C, though. There it is. Uh, I am giving Devontae Adams an A. If anything's going to get done through the air, it's through Adams. Uh, He's had good success against Fangio's defenses when he was with the Bears. He averaged 99 yards per game over his last three matchups with Fangio's team. He had seven catches for 106 last week. I think Adams is in a good spot. But I am benching Geronimo Allison and MVS. Allison scored last week, but basically threw up a goose egg in the prior week. If Chris Harris stays on the left slide, which 
which he often does. He lines up with Marquez Valdez Scantling more than he lines up with Devontae Adams. Hmm. So that's not a good uh, matchup for either of those guys. No, probably not. I don't like this game at all. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring affair. Yeah, you know, I tend to think you're right, and I think Vic Fangio is going to get that defense operating even better than it has been. You're right that it hasn't been great against the run. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be better this week. Baltimore takes on Kansas City. This is the number one scoring offense against the number four scoring offense. This seems like it might be more of an offensive game. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Uh, and by the way, the number one team isn't Kansas City. That's Baltimore. <gasps> Let's talk about the Baltimore side, beginning with Mark Ingram, who gets an A grade. Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs ran for 6.6 yards per carry as the starters against Kansas City so far. And the Chiefs, while they haven't allowed a rushing touchdown, it's only because they've staked these big leads and other teams haven't really punished, I think, through the ground. That's not going to be the case here. And I'll note that last year when these teams met, Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon combined for 140 yards nice. against Kansas City. Mark Ingram, A grade. Let's go to the passing game where Lamar Jackson gets an A grade and is my top-rated quarterback for this week. The Chiefs have one of the slowest sets of cornerbacks in the league. And here comes Marquise Hollywood Brown. Oh, man. I love that matchup. Plus, Mark Andrews has terrorized both of his opponents this year. And the Chiefs have allowed the fifth most tight end yards this year, fourth most tight end yards last year. A great opportunity for both of them. So Lamar Jackson gets an A. I just mentioned Marquise Brown with that speed uh, mismatch. And he'll face virtually no resistance from the slot where he'll square off against Kendall Fuller, one of the league's worst slot cornerbacks. Fuller has surrendered scores in each of the first two games. Marquise Brown, A grade in his third ever NFL game. Yes. How much do I like the passing game? Miles Boykin factoring in with a startable grade. A C grade. Not even in take a chance on me. Wow. Draws a great matchup against stone-footed cornerback Bashad Breeland, who's already allowed a touchdown in his coverage. Boykin has 4-4 speed. Breeland is a 4-6 cornerback. There aren't many 4-6 cornerbacks in the league. He's one of them. And Mark Andrews, who I mentioned earlier, tight end. A grade after two fantastic starts to the year. Let's go to the Kansas City side. We'll begin with the passing game. Patrick Mahomes maintains an A grade, but this is a trickier matchup than most. Certainly more difficult without tackle Eric Fisher out with a groin injury. Mahomes faced these Ravens last year. And if you just look at the box score, you're going to see the 377 yards and the two touchdowns and think, you know what? It's going to be another great game for Patrick Mahomes. And it might be. It's Patrick Mahomes. And I do have an A grade on him. But here's the thing. To get to 377 and two last year, he had to throw the ball 53 times. He's never come close to a 53 yard pa- a 53 attempt passing game and Baltimore never gives that up. They give up an average of 36 attempts per game. So if we dial Mahomes back into the 30s, I don't know that he gets close to the 377 and 2 he had last time, but he's Patrick Mahomes and he still might and he's my number 5 ranked quarterback for the week. So you're still an obvious A grade, but I'm just trying to dial back some mm-hmm. expectations here. Travis Kelsey is an A grade at tight end because he's the best tight end in the league. And then let's talk about the the wide receivers where things get a little bit thornier. Beginning with Sammy Watkins, he had the dud last week, but did you know he collected 13 targets? 
targets last week. Wow. It just didn't materialize into anything. No other Kansas City receiver garnered more than six, and he's commanded a 30% target share on the year. Well, how many of those 13 targets was Mahomes actually looking at him when he threw the ball? <laughs> you mean as opposed to just looking away? Because no, he does no those no-look no pass passes. Like he, yeah. he missed Travis Kelsey on the no-look pass earlier this he, year. He did. That thing was ugly. Um <laughs> A cornerback named Anthony Averett will be his most common matchup, and that is a mismatch against Sammy Watkins. Averett has speed but has little more to contend with Watkins. Averett's very raw and young. I like Watkins with a B grade. I have Demarcus Robinson, last week's star, also with a B grade. He garnered four targets of 20 yards downfield last week. No Jimmy Smith in this secondary for Baltimore again. He'll face a Ravens secondary that was gashed on deep balls by Arizona's receivers who hauled in four of five deep targets for 159 yards. So I like him here. And then Mecole Hardman gets a C grade. He is not being eased into this offense. He's been on the field for 50 or more snaps in both games. That's amazing for Hardman. He runs most of his routes from the slot where he's going to face Brandon Carr, who is very good, allowing just 26 scoreless yards per game so far this year. So he gets a C grade here. Then let's go to the running game where it's really hairy for the Chiefs. LaShawn McCoy's got this ankle injury. He's shaping up as a game-time decision. If he goes, I have a nervous C grade on him. Limited today. Limited on Friday, yes. Yes, And Baltimore ranks number one in rushing yards allowed, number one in rushing yards per carry, number one in rushing attempts. And if you think maybe the Kansas City runners are going to catch the ball a lot, Baltimore's allowed the sixth fewest running back receiving yards and the fewest total yards to running backs. So, I mean, it's all bad for the running backs. And if McCoy's going to be hobbled, all I can do is maybe get him to a C start here. Now, McCoy doesn't go. You could try Daryl Williams. You could try, you know, maybe um, Darwin, Darwin Thompson. Thompson. But I, I just think the whole thing just smells to me like avoid it in a really tough matchup. Agreed. Agreed. It is, uh, it is a chance now to remind everybody that you can get everything that we do at Fanball by going to fanball.com slash charge. You get my free player rankings, my free $1,000 weekly contest, our, and access to all our podcasts, and it's your portal to guillotine leagues. We're still forming guillotine leagues at fanball.com. Again, fanball.com slash charge. And coming up next, a segment we like to call Take a Chance on Me. Nine players you wouldn't normally start, but you can this week. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Royalty-free singers, take a chance on me. Is that the name of the group? Uh, Royalty-free should be the name <laughs> the of the royalty-free singers. <laughs> That's right. When these sleeper quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers hit pay dirt, you pay us nothing, just like we're paying the royalty-free take a chance on me singers. Nothing. This is Paul Charchian and his royalty-free singers. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am Paul Charchian. You can follow me at Twitter, at Paul Charchian. Uh, Scott Fish is at ScottFish29. Four. Dang it, ah! I got a, I have a 23, a 29, and a 24 I have to try to remember. You, you Christian's it's not 29. Easy. Yeah. Christian's 29. Mine's easy. Yours easy. Explosive you have 14 output. more weeks to figure I, it out. I know. <laughs> I'll, have it, I'll have it conquered by Christmas, I assure you. Um, let's go to our take a chance. I mean, quarterbacks, these are three, three quarterbacks that are not normally in your starting lineup, each of whom we believe is worthy of a start this week. We begin with Scott Fish. I am uh, going to go with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think will be Jimmy Garoppolo blows this week. I, I Whoa. Think, wow. I think that uh, I think that uh, he's going to have a good game here. This, there's no wonder why the Steelers went out and traded for uh, a first for Minka Fitzpatrick. They've been allowing 300 or more yards and three scores to opposing quarterbacks each of the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um Although Jimmy G was held down in week one, that was his first week back from injury. He rebounded uh, the next week with nearly 300 yards and three himself. Uh, the 49ers have scored 30-plus in each game. They're, they're, I believe, the third highest-scoring team in the yeah, league at this point. Uh, so Jimmy G is my okay. take-a-chance-on-me player. Matt, you take a chance on me quarterback. I've got Daniel Jones, who might be a slight upgrade from Eli Manning. I, I, well, I hope he did. <laughs> what does the squeaky right there mean? I, I don't know. It was, it was it was kind of, kind of jokey. No, he's a flat upgrade. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that was tongue-in-cheek. It's just right whether there. or not he's an upgrade in the first ever NFL start is the only question. Yeah, well, so I looked back, and he's got a little bit of Josh Allen in him, meaning that he can run a little bit. He averaged 36 rushing yards per start and scored on the ground 17 times in his three years at Duke. Obviously, we saw the great numbers in the preseason. He gets Sterling Shepard back from the mm-hmm. concussion protocol this week, Yeah, and he faced Tampa. Right now, Tampa is the fifth-ranked fantasy defense against the quarterback over the How first did that two weeks. Yeah. Well, they faced Jimmy G on his first game back from an ACL right. and an injured Cam Newton. Daniel Jones is probably better than both of those guys, at least in their first start. Um, I'm not sure it's that improved of a defense either. They were the defense that allowed the third most passing touchdowns in the league last year. Mm. Jones is going to sling the ball. It's going to be fun to watch. Let's let's go. Let's play. Just for the fun fact. Yeah. Uh, I have the aforementioned Josh Allen as my take a chance on me quarterback going up against Cincinnati. He's coming off his one, maybe the best game of his career with real improvement in key areas, particularly his pocket poise, his pocket accuracy. And you can see real rapport being built with John Brown and Cole Beasley, who have combined for 31 targets in two games already. And another strong game coming against a sagging Cincinnati defense. The Bengals just gave Jimmy Garoppolo, the aforementioned Jimmy Garoppolo, his 
his welcome back game, allowing him to roll up 300 yards and three scores. The Bengals have a good pass rush. They rank third in that category by Pro Football Focus, but their coverage has been equally bad. They're third from the bottom in pass coverage. If his offensive line can give him a few clean pockets, Josh Allen only needs a couple of deep connections for him to splash, and I think he will. Let's go to the running back position, our take-a-chance-on-me runner, Scott. I'm going to start with uh, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Zeke is obviously a smash A start this week. Uh, You'll find out in a few minutes here. But that's just an amazing matchup there. The Dolphins have allowed the most rushing attempts, the most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns, the most receiving (laughs) touchdowns to running backs. Seems like there might be some garbage time in this game. The second most total touchdowns. They're going to get up, and Tony Pollard is probably going to come in and get some points for you, and he's he's readily available in, in a decent amount of leagues. Now, if you are playing salary cap at Fanball, which we hope is your preferred home for salary cap mm-hmm. play. Tony Pollard's like an oh, you know, almost 4, automatic. You yeah. almost have to take him. He's like a free space, right? Uh, it's a little too cute for me. I'd rather uh, I'd rather put some running backs that are going to get the whole game worth I'm, the touches. I'm embracing the cute. Okay. All right. Uh, but he could do in a half what a other what other uh, one uh, in, against Miami he could do in a half what other backs would do in a full game. Well, my take a chance on me running back is about to get the full workload in a oh, game. Really? Uh, well, Tell my, me more. So my take a chance on me quarterback is a rookie in his first game. Yeah. My take a chance on me running back is the exact opposite. When he came into the <laughs> league in 2005, Gwen Stefani's holla bat girl was tops on the charts. Really? And Grey's Anatomy was in season one. <laughs> All right. That's Frank Gore. Yeah, it is. Uh, Devin Singletary has been ruled out. And he mm-hmm. took uh, who took the majority of the touches last game after Singletary went away? It was Frank Gore. 21 touches in week two, mostly after Singletary went down. He did have a goal line plunge for a score. Mm-hmm. And you already illuminated how bad Cincy's defense is. Oh, yeah. They're awful. They've allowed the most total yards and the most scores to running backs so far this year. Frank Gore, maybe in his last smash spot. Of his career, I'm. St- I think I have Franco ranked 13th at the running back position this week. <laughs> yeah. Something I never thought would ever happen again. But Frank Gore, it's, he just beats the odds. He does. I've got Carlos Hyde going up against the Chargers. Chargers have an elite pass. De- it's just like last year. Elite pass defense. Elite pass rush. If you want to beat the Chargers, you run at them. They're giving up the fourth most rushing attempts for the third most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. And here's an. insanely resurgent Carlos Hyde that nobody saw coming. He's piled up 5.8 yards per carry. He's getting 15 carries a game. You add all that together, Carlos Hyde sitting on yet another good opportunity. I can't do it. (laughs) I I know. It's fifth, I don't know, something like his fifth, uh, I want to say fifth team in two years? At least fourth. He went from the 49ers, the Jaguars, to the Browns, to the... Yeah. Yeah. Something uh, something to that effect, anyway. Yeah. Um... Wow. Okay. (laughs) We'll get to Uh, that after take a chance on me. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Let's go to uh, the wide receiver position uh, and or tight end. I think we've all got wide receivers this week, though. Yeah. Take a chance on me. I'm I'm going completely off board here. Uh, You have no idea where I'm going. I don't know where you're going. I'm going with a deep, deeper cut. The Arizona Cardinals, Demir Bird. He, uh, he has seven targets in each of the last two weeks while playing 88% of the offensive snaps in week one, 93% in week two. It's because they play a ton of three and four wide there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had four, he had four two eight speed coming out, had showcased it a couple times in Carolina in the preseason and once during the regular season, I remember. Um, and revenge game against the Panthers. All right. So, deep cut. I like it. That is a deep cut. Fantastic. Matt. 
Ah, this one's fun. I think this harkens back to John Tuvey's days on Fantasy Football Weekly, the ultimate take-a-chance-on-me wide receiver. Marvin Jones was oh, I the thought, biggest I hit. thought it was Mar- Mohamed Sanu. Nope, Marvin Jones oh, was the biggest, did, best hit in the history of take-a-chance-on-me. I take me. it back, but I still miss Tuvey. Okay. Uh, Mohamed Sanu Sr. is my uh, take-a-chance-on-me wide receiver. He's fourth in the NFL in snaps, played from the slot at 84.9%, had a decent 13 targets there. He has 5 inches and 50 pounds on Colts slot corner Kenny Moore the second so it's a rare senior versus junior matchup yes Uh, the Colts gave up a big day to Keenan Allen from the slot in week one and the Colts operate a bend but don't break zone pass defense that forces high volume throws underneath I think that plays really well to Mohamed Sanu it does. I'm using Muhammad Sanu Jr. as my take. No, he's like four. Oh no, you're right. No, 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 no. This I, this has turned into one of my favorite take a chance on me's in well this year certainly. Okay. Randall Cobb against the Dolphins, available in 98% of leagues. It goes without saying. There's a ton of points to be had for for Dallas in this game. It's just a matter of finding your spots. Dolphins have allowed five wide receiver touchdowns already. Five. Michael Gallup out for the game. Amari Cooper draws the only good player on the entire Miami defense, Xavier Howard. So the path of least resistance is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's going up against something called Jomel Wiltz. Jomel Wiltz has allowed passing touchdowns. Charge, don't say names like that when I'm drinking a swig of my my Monster Energy drink. Jomel Wiltz has allowed passing touchdowns in both games and a perfect passer rating in his coverage. I swear to God you're making up these names every week. Cobb is second in the team. They're so not real. He's going to be on the field a ton, and he's got a gorgeous matchup. Randall Cobb is a phenomenal play. Jomel listens to our show. He's got a Every every week you come up with a cornerback name and it's You're just like, like some gi- some gibberish word. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've probably heard us talking about guillotine leagues, the hottest new format in fantasy sports. Each week, the low-scoring team gets cut from the league. Their entire roster goes to the waiver wire. You can learn more and even join at Guillotine League by going to guillotineleague.com, powered by fanball.com. We've got more matchups coming up next, and we'll talk to you about the implications of Antonio Brown being released from the Patriots. What? And what that means oh, for Tom Brady and the rest of the Patriots, and we'll uh, even break down that game when we come back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. I am Paul Charchi, and my co-hosts are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison from Fanball.com. You can hear us over the air on many stations around the country, and this show is also a podcast available every Friday on all major podcasting platforms, including the number one destination for podcasts, the iHeartRadio app. Miami takes on uh, the Dallas Cowboys and what should be a one-sided affair, Scott. And we've already talked about some of the players that we like in this matchup that are sleepers. My Randall Cobb is going to be, oh, I can't wait. Randall Cobb. Oh, and you're yes. Tony Pollard, yeah. too. Are there, any, yes. are there any Dolphins to play in this game? Uh, I don't think so. I'm putting them all on the bench. Mm -hmm. Uh, Preston Williams is the only one I would consider. He scored their only touchdown on the season. He leads the team in yards and receptions, and uh, they're going to be behind, but I just can't do it. I just can't trust it. Uh, Rosen's starting, by the way, if people don't know. Uh, Over to the Cowboys, I'm giving Dak an A grade. I think it's a smash spot for him here. He already has seven touchdowns on the season, averaging over 300 yards, and he added 69 yards on the ground last week. Nice. Mm. (laughs) This week he faces a team allowing the most pass touchdowns in the league and the fifth most yards a a spot for him yeah uh he's going to be feeding the ball to uh randall cobb your take home uh mm-hmm. should have a good game there i'm re- i'm only giving cooper a b Xavier howard who who's probably at this point after the minka fats patrick trade probably looking like john travolta in pulp fiction looking around the room for people <laughs> yeah uh but he's still one of the best cornerbacks in the league uh i do think cooper can can find his way to an okay game just because th- this should be a blowout here mm-hmm uh, be greed for Cooper. I'm giving Devin Smith a C. I think he's really boomer bust. For sure. He's just ultra low volume. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all if he can get that one big play like he did at Ohio State for all those years. Why and last week. Yeah, and last week. Uh C grade for Witten. He's scored in back to back games. The Dolphins are coming are just a game removed from having the Baltimore tight ends light them up. So uh possible touchdown there for Witten. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, had Witten as my premature speculation last week. And look, he's a starter right, right now. Starter. Look How about that? that. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, obvious A, and Pollard is the take home for what we've said already. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb. Just reiterating the finer point on that. Randall Cobb. All right, Matt. Yeah. Miami takes on a New England team that has to make an adjustment without Antonio Brown. Yeah, as I prepped for this matchup, Antonio Brown was what? a member of yeah. the Patriots. Yeah. He's no longer a member of the Patriots as they released him. Mm. Uh, I'm still going to give Tom Brady... Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon A grades. Gordon was at a B. He's now moved up to an A without Antonio right. Brown. Mm-hmm. And I think Philip Dorsett probably moves into the B category now. Um, all three of the wide receiver cornerback matchups uh, 
are green on Pro Football Focus. That's a good thing for wide receivers. <laughs> they grade out way higher. Uh, Edelman's averaging seven and a half targets per game. Gordon has only seen nine targets in two games, but he's always a threat to break one. And in the game where Antonio Brown did not play for the Patriots, mm-hmm. Dorsett looked great and had the two touchdowns in that game. So yeah. I like all of those guys. Uh, Sony Michelle's getting well, a B. Hold on. Grade. Let me oh, mention this hey. before you go into the running game. So you're the Jets. You're Adam Gase. You've got one great cornerback, Tremaine Johnson, who you bench after week one, I guess, to like prove a point. Yeah. And then they bring in his his backup, Harrison. He gets absolutely lit up in yeah. the middle of the game. You bench your best safety, Jamal Adams. And that only goes badly as well. Now, he's angry. The secondary right now for the Jets is just a mess. Well, not only that, they're missing their best linebacker, C.J. Mosley, who's probably right. going to miss this game. It, it's just an absolute disaster for the Jets at the wrong time, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they face the Patriots. I would be surprised if the Jets came out after halftime. They might just not show up on the field after the halftime speech. Gonna, I think they might they, show up. The, the plane will be gassed in the parking lot ready that to go. Is, that part is true. Sony Michelle's getting a B. He carried the ball 21 times in a blowout last week. It should be a blowout again this week. Uh, White and Burkhead have both been getting touches, but they probably won't need a ton of passes to the backs in this one. Mm-hmm. And they only got like seven and nine touches last week, so it's not uh, it's not super intriguing. On the other side, the only guy you can consider playing is Le'Veon Bell. I gave him a B. He's tops in the league at avoided tackles, according to Pro Football Focus, and he's going to need it. Uh, he led the team in targets once Luke Falk entered the game with 10, 10 targets out of 25 Luke Falk passes. Yeah. So uh, I think that the volume play here, especially in a PPR league, is really good for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the rest of the passing game, including Luke Falk, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder, they're all on the bench. Stefan Gilmore will shadow Robbie Anderson. Crowder could be in line for a ton of dump-off slot play, but still faces a negative matchup against Jonathan Jones. And all three of those wide receiver cornerback matchups on Pro Football Focus are in the red. So that's bad bad for the offense. All right. Um, Cincinnati takes on the Buffalo Bills. This is a bad matchup for Cincinnati on many (laughs) levels, but let's just talk about their offensive line for a minute. Starting left tackle, Cordy Glenn is in the concussion protocol. His backup is Andre Smith, who doesn't even belong in the league anymore, and he's got a groin injury. Guard Michael Jordan is out with a knee injury. First-round rookie Jonah Williams is on IR, and Clint Bowling retired unexpectedly in the offseason with a blood clot issue. I thought you were going to say, like, last week. Well, it could have been. It's the worst offensive line in football, and that's a, a large part of why Joe Mixon is currently my running back ranked 40th yeah, this week. Yeah, it's tough to play him. And, and this is just a middle-of-the-pack Buffalo run defense, but it doesn't matter. And he's got. And by the way, he comes in with an ankle injury of his own, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all bad for Joe Mixon right now. So just to see grade here, really he needs a goal line, I think a goal line opportunity to uh, to score a touchdown and, and have an opportunity to salvage a fantasy day. Andy Dalton has been one of the great stories through two weeks of the NFL season. Ends here. He's got all the same offensive line problems. And if you were to go back over the last 16 games, one full season back Mm -hmm. to week three of last year, the best secondary in the NFL statistically is the Bills. The average game against them, 186 passing yards and one touchdown. Yikes. That's it. That's the average. 14 of the last 16 quarterbacks to face the Bills, zero or one touchdown. That's it. So Andy Dalton, just a C grade here, and he probably ought to get a bench. But I'm giving a it sounds kind of like a C minus. 
No, it doesn't. Uh, John Ross, also with a C, has been a monster as a result of Dalton's increase in pass attempts. Back-to-back 100-yard efforts leads the NFL in receiving yards right now, but... Just like we all saw coming. Yeah, exactly. Who didn't? Uh, He gets Tredavious White. Game over for John Ross. It's been a nice run, but now that's over. Um, Again, only only out of respect for what he's done so far and the fact that he might not get White on every play. I've got a C grade on Ross, but really, I prefer you don't play him. Tyler Boyd gets a B. He's hauled in 10 of 10 targets for one last week 10 of 10 targets 122 yards highest yardage output in his last eight games he'll avoid Tredavious right because he runs out of the slot so instead he's going to see something called Siren Neal no yep Siren Neal he's a very green cornerback who's allowed every pass in his coverage to be completed so I believe we will uh, give a B grade to Tyler Boyd let's go to the Buffalo side Josh Allen was my take a chance on me quarterback he seems good he seems good that means we like John Brown the chemistry here is apparent Brown has garnered a 27% target share thus far he's averaging seven receptions 98 yards per game Bengals secondary has been a wreck surrendering three scores to opposing receivers in the first two games and cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick will most often cover John Brown or try Kirkpatrick gave up 97 yards on a score last week and has given up two scores on the season already so I like this matchup a lot for John Brown B grade here and I I considered an A grade for John Brown I mean in fact, call, let's just call it an A grade. Oh, I'm wow. it right now. Cole Beasley gets a C grade. He's seen 13 targets in two games. A safe but boring option for anybody in a pinch here. Beasley will be uh, draws equally boring veteran cornerback uh, B.J. Webb, who's been mostly now, untested. That sounds this like year. a real so, name, B.J. Webb. That's mm-hmm. now that's a real name. Yeah, none of this Saran Green stuff. <laughs> um, we can retroactively yeah. change grades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't more proactive. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of was. I did say John Brown was a B, and then uh, I switched him to I'm an A. I'm debating Preston Williams. <laughs> Are you? Do you want to give him a C after I all? Give him a C. A minus. garbage time C. C? No, you can't. You can give him a C. <laughs> okay. All C. right. Let's uh, let's go to our next matchup, which is Carolina taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Scott, what have we uh, what do we got for the Cam Newtonless Carolina Panthers? So Kyle Allen's going to get the start. His uh, one lone start last year, 266 yards and three. Total touchdowns. He actually uh, he ran one in last time as well. Uh, <laughs> this would have been a get right game for Newton, but he's not in. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Arizona defense still missing Patrick Peterson and Robert Alford, uh, and that has allowed not just over 325 passing yards per game, but over 70 rushing yards per game to quarterbacks. Yeah, how about as that? I just mentioned, Kyle Allen had a rushing touchdown in last year when he played. Yeah, maybe there's something there. They've allowed five passing touchdowns in two games. Giving him a C grade. Are you? I, I th- you know what? I think he's sneaky startable. And I've talked to some people that are uh, that do that are in salary cap at fanball.com. They're playing Kyle Allen. Gotcha. I'm sure he's minimum five thousand <laughs> salary. Right. He's minimum. He is your minimum salary quarterback in a beautiful matchup. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. His main target in that game last year and the main target for the Panthers this year, I'm given a B. That is DJ Moore. Yeah. He has at least seven catches and at least 75 yards in back-to-back games, totaling 24 targets. B grade from him out of uh, with Kyle Allen in there. A C grade for Samuel. Uh, I really like Samuel's deep speed against, against slower defensive backs this week. Uh, he's seen the second-most targets. Um, and and I I don't think the Cardinals defense can keep up with him. I think he gets deep for one. Yeah. Uh, 
Greg Olson, B grade. The Cardinals have allowed over 100 yards and a score to both TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. You know how hard it is to allow back to back 100 yard touchdown tight yeah. end games? It's that almost never happens. When you're happens. not facing Kittle and Kelsey in a row? Yeah, no kidding. If, if, if Greg yeah. Olson were eight years younger, I might I might go A grade. <laughs> hey, he had 110 last week. Yeah, he did. That's yeah, true. Uh, I did write that down here. But I am giving him a B grade. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I'm still giving an A grade. I know it was an mm-hmm. awful performance last week. He's going to rebound against the Cardinals. Uh, nobody's going to have a perfect game every game, uh, but his upside is always 200-plus. He had seven, uh, 178 total with Heineke last year yeah. when Cam Newton was out. On the other side, uh, Kyler Murray, I'm giving a B grade to. The Cardinals are going no huddle on 54% of their plays. That's the most in the NFL. And if you're curious who number two is, it's the Falcons at 18%. So it's, it's crazy how, how up-tempo they want to keep things. Uh, that shows for both Carolina and Arizona as their pl- seconds per play is 22 seconds per play, both number one and number two in the NFL. Yeah. This might be a really fast-paced game. If so, Murray's going to pass a lot. He's... He, he's He's throwing so much. He's averaging over 300 per game. Uh, B grade there. His main guy, Fitz, leads the team in basically every category. A grade there. Yeah. 18. Tip of the hat to people who 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 rolled the dice on Fitz, yeah. who felt at the time of the draft felt uber boring. Mm-hmm. And he was coming off a really lackluster year from a fantasy standpoint. Fitz has been great. Yeah. And I guess you could have seen it coming that he's going to be the the uh, obvious veteran safety valve, always in the right spot. This, a I, pro's I, pro I, with a young I offense that's going to throw the ball out. I said this in the preseason that when that line, terrible line, breaks down, Mm-hmm. Kyler's going to roll out and try to find the safety. Yeah, you said it, baby. Uh, 18 out of 19 passes to the slot where Fitz plays all the time uh, have been com- have been completed. 100% or, oh, nearly 100% of them. So 95% of them. Yeah. Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, great stats out of the slot. The great thing about this team is they run four wide so often. Christian Kirk is also a slot guy. <laughs> He's the slot guy yes. most of the time. I have a B grade on him. Uh, Kyler's attempting 40 passes per game. He's going to get 8 to 10 of them. That's right. Uh, Demir- and the beauty of when you're the second slot guy, you're getting the dime <laughs> You're getting the dime corner. Exactly. Most teams don't have four good corners. Right. Exactly. Uh, Demir Bird was my take on. Uh, I like that revenge game there. And uh, DJ, uh, David Johnson, I'm giving a B grade, too. Hopefully his wrist is fine. He had a rough game last week, much like uh, Christian McCaffrey. But Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown, Peyton Barber, all good games against this defense. They've allowed the fourth fewest receptions and second fewest receiving yards to back. So that's a concern with Johnson. Mm. But he's not catching a lot this year. Wow, so, yeah, which so, is weird. Yeah, which they got to get that going. Weird. They do, but uh, be great for DJ. That might just not be a part of his offense. Well, maybe not. Uh, let's move on to our final matchup of uh, of this particular segment: Atlanta taking on Indianapolis. I thought Matt Ryan with that battered offensive line was downright gallant in his performance last week, Matt. Uh, and here comes another very good pass rushing unit in the Colts. What do you think? Um, yeah, I th- there's a lot of there's a lot of start grades here for the Falcons, especially in the passing game. Mm-hmm. I, I got an A on Julio Jones. I got a B on Calvin Ridley, and I already said Mohamed Sanu was my take a chance on me. He gets a C. Yeah. The Colts are likely missing top corner Pierre Desir. No! <laughs> as well as Jabal Sheard from the pass rush. Uh, By the way, Desir's great. Yeah. He's really good. He's That's really, a big loss. No! Mm-hmm. Um, Ridley's averaging eight targets scored in both games. Julio's an auto start. Uh, Austin Hooper, he gets the Ecto Cooler grade. 
What does that mean? It means it's a high C, like a C plus. Oh god, I did it. I walked see? into that. Oh yeah, man, did I walk into uh, that? <laughs> I mentioned the underneath dump off stuff uh, to the Colts zone defense uh, in the Take a Chance on Me segment. That plays well for Hooper, who's averaging almost eight targets per game and leads the Falcons in catches with thirteen. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good start in PPR. Uh, with all those starting grades, I gave Matt Ryan an A. I think it's a high volume passing game for the Falcons coming up, and I'm giving Devontae Freeman a B. Well, I don't like the amount of Ito Smith we've been seeing. Freeman is in a get-right spot here. He faced the Vikings and Eagles in the first two weeks, each with a great front seven. Mm -hmm. The Colts are not that. Uh, They've allowed almost 5.7 yards per carry to opposing backs and almost 12 yards per catch to opposing backs so far this year. So Freeman... Almost an A start, I would say, but I'm giving him a solid B just because I'm a a little afraid of Ito. On the other side, Marlon Mack is getting a B. He didn't practice Thursday, did go on Friday. That's a positive. Uh, Mack is fourth in the league in yards after contact, and he's run 38 passing routes this year to Naheem Hines, 19. Of course, we all know about the fabled Atlanta can't-cover pass-catching backs defense. (laughs) Uh, It's still true. Uh, If Mack suddenly doesn't go, Jordan Wilkins becomes a B grade. In this, right. In the, in Agree this with that if Mac doesn't go, right? Um, but but it looks like Mac is trending the right way. Jacoby Brissett's getting a C. He's nearly a bench play. Uh, he just he too low of a volume. He's only thrown fifty five passing attempts this yeah, year. That part's disappointing. Uh, only three quarterbacks who have started and finished both, both games, games yeah. have th- thrown less. So, yeah. um, But he is throwing a touchdown pass on every 11 throws, so you kind of like that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the narrative play here, his first game at home as the Colts starter, the last time we were in Lucas Oil, Andrew Luck was getting booed off the field. Yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> so this is Jacoby Brissett. Maybe it's a, it's a warm homecoming for him. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's getting a B. Suddenly he's a red zone threat. He's taken over mm-hmm. for Eric Ebron as the man in the end zone. The Falcons gave up 8 Seven and a touchdown to a similar speedy outside guy in Nelson Aguilar. The tight ends, Ebron and Doyle, are on the bench. It's just a neutral tight end matchup, and they've combined for only seven catches. Yeah, on how the about air that? On only twelve targets. I didn't think the two the, of them. I didn't think the move from Luck to Brissett would automatically dagger the tight ends. It's really weird. Schematically, they Some, wouldn't change that much. Something's up. Yeah, so it's it's it is a peculiar change, isn't it? Yep. Uh, coming up next, let's answer three tough questions. You'll get to play along and find out. Whether or not you can safely drop Antonio Brown at this time. It's three tough questions. That'll be one of them. I'll pepper our panel with the questions you get to see if you can go 3 and 0. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, fanball.com. My compatriots today are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Uh, boys, it's time to get into the grinder with three tough questions. Listeners, you can play along. See if you can go three and oh. Tough question number one. Can fantasy owners in redraft leagues just drop Cam Newton? And what about Dynasty and Empire? So I'm looking for two answers. Redraft leagues, can you drop Cam Newton in a redraft league? And then, alternately, in a Dynasty or Empire league? We begin with Scott. Sure. Uh, in one QB redraft leagues, uh, yes. I, I don't hold on to QBs in that format at all. I, I have no problem streaming, especially when a guy who's uh, a big part of his fantasy game is predicated on running. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want him in there. Uh, two QB and Superflex, uh, no chance I drop him. Zero chance I drop him. I'm keeping him in those. Uh, Dynasty and Empire, it's the same deal. It depends on if it's uh, one QB or two QB. I think... And no, I'm, I'm keeping them in both. Yeah, keep, I, I, keep is yeah, your answer. All right, yeah, so yeah. keep and keep is where Scott is. Well, I'm dropping him in one QB redraft. Okay, wait. So <laughs> this is a one QB question. Yeah, okay. One QBs for if you're in a single quarterback league, which most of our listeners are, although we love Superflex. Drop, redraft, keep, keep. dynasty. Got it. Matt. Um, I'm dropping in single quarterback formats of all kinds. Um, in redraft, I'm dropping him. Uh, he's had one year in his career with more than 24 touchdown passes. That one year, he threw 35. <laughs> Take that year out. He's averaging 21 passing scores over the last other seven years. You know who had 21 passing touchdowns last year? Eli Manning, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. Where'd you find those guys on your on your yeah. uh, rosters last year? Yeah, I'm not, not on my roster. They were on the waiver wire. Yeah. Okay. So he's 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 a completely droppable player if his ability to run and his ability to score on the ground is sapped, which we think it might be. He's just an Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton and, and for the rest of his career. And he's been injured a couple years in a row here. I, I'd change my answer. He's just drop, drop him. him. Just drop, drop him. him outright. Okay. Um, for the, both. The correct answer here is drop and keep. Oh, Let's no, talk about why you would want to keep him if you're in a dynasty or an empire league. 2020 is the last year of his contract. And by the way, contract very cheap by today's standards. $18 million is nothing wow. for mm-hmm. starting quarterback money at this point. Um the opportunity for major change for Cam Newton is coming in the next year. The winless Panthers could take a quarterback in April's draft. They might be There's picking. Rumors of they that. might be picking like second in the draft. I mean, who knows? New owner might be looking at new, new GM and new, new coach. coach. Yep, new you called this a couple shows yeah. ago, Matt. You said first coach fi- first coach fired to be Ron Rivera. You might be right about yeah. that. So there's all that. 
there's free agency coming at the end of 2020. He could be a, he could be on a different team. He could find himself on this team, but in a better situation with better coaching. Um, I think there's a lot of scenarios here where he ends up either on a different team or in a better situation, better coaching, better offensive line, better receivers, some way or another down the road where you'd ultimately be glad you had Cam Newton. I'm not ready to completely write him off long term. So we're keeping him here at least to next year so we can find out how this thing is going to play out between now and next season. Tough question number two. In some scoring systems, Austin Eckler has been fantasy football's top scoring running back. Are you selling high or are you keeping him to yourself? Matt? Damage to the hippocampus from that one. Oh, it hurts. I can't convert temporary memories to permanent ones. I can't analyze and remember spatial relationships. Certainly I'm not. I'm running into doors and all that stuff. Uh, Austin, oh, and your Tetris. You're so bad at Tetris right I, now. I'm really bad at Tetris. I can't move furniture. It's awful. You know, there's a, there's you a, just did a four-block horizontal. <laughs> yeah, never do it horizontal. What are you doing there? How do you even do that? No. Uh, Eckler has. By the way, Tetris, somebody's making a Tetris movie. Wow. Like, what is it with the great characters of Tetris? Oh, yeah. They made uh, an emoji movie. Yeah, well, that's I, a good I will point. be sitting in the emoji, front row with my son for the Tetris movie. Right. I already know it. Okay. So Austin Eckler hasn't been the most durable back. He was dinged up when Gordon missed games last year. He wasn't as successful. Uh, and Melvin Gordon will return this season at some point, most likely week nine against mm. the Packers, mm-hmm. because week 10 is a Thursday night game, and he probably won't be able to play in that one if he reports in week 10. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we've cited the late season tough schedule for Chargers backs. Week 11 versus Kansas City and Mexico. Week 12 is a bye. Week 13 at Denver, that's a tough run D. Week 14 at Jacksonville, that's a tough run D. Week 15, Minnesota, that's a tough run D. If you're starting Chargers running backs at that point, you're being eliminated from the playoffs. So it's sell now while he's at the all-time peak. Okay. I'm just going to ride it out. We've had so many running back injuries and running back issues and Joe Mixons and Leonard Fournette's and guys just Mm -hmm. having terrible games early in the season here. He scored four touchdowns in two weeks. He's getting 20, Sounds touch- like Al Bundy. 20 touches a game. Mm. I'm going to ride this out as long until it bucks me and then try to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sell him yet. All right. Um, you know, they, I think Matt hit on all my salient points, which is I'm selling high on Austin Eckler, and I love Austin Eckler. I think he's a good back. He's there's awesome. there's a 100% chance that Melvin Gordon returns. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's happening in week 10. It's going to water down this backfield a lot. Matt hit on many of my, my salient points. Which I'll sell is, him later. You've got this yeah, after Miami next week. And you're holding him for one more week, okay. or you're yeah. selling him on the on the bonanza. You're handing oh, yeah. somebody on the Miami game. Hey, by the way, then you get Denver, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Chicago. Brutal matchups. You got the playoff schedule, also brutal. Jacksonville, Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, oh. I, I just I don't I just don't think there's there's so much reason to think Austin Eckler can't maintain this. If you can get elite return value for him, you should. You trade him in an empire league to the guy who's facing the current champ in week four, so he <laughs> gets could, to play against Miami. Miami. That's I like the way you think. <laughs> like the way you Evil. Think. All right. Tough question number three. Can we just drop Antonio Brown, Scott? Yep, I think so. I, well, I, wait. I, wait. <laughs> give it to me in two answers. Redraft 
dynasty keeper. Well, redraft, yes. I don't think he plays another down this season, uh, mm-hmm. if at all. He'll be 32 by the time next season starts at, at wide receiver age. That's that's really getting up there. Then you got to find a team that not only will take a chance on him, that will also be a good situation for him. Mm-hmm. I'm, ju- I'm just not trusting all of those things are going to come in line. Plus, we don't know what this investigation the NFL is doing is going to hold, and if he'll be suspended next year or part of the year, maybe he doesn't come back till he's 33. I, I'm I'm just dropping him. In both. Drop, yep. drop. Dropping him in both. Get, drop and bop. Drop and drop. Have I got a question for you. Does this mean he's no longer staying at Tom and Giselle's house? I got to believe it's over. Uh, they, they're just like, uh, yeah, sorry, Antonio. Uh, you got to yeah. go. <laughs> what if he won't leave? What if he just is, he acts like, like nothing's changed? And now, oh. now oh, he hey, just, Giselle, how's it going? Yeah. You know, he's just hanging around the house. Oh, and they're you like, making some wheat germ? So um, they're looking at their watches. Kind of getting late, Antonio. And he's oblivious. Oh, yeah. You guys want to watch some Netflix? Yeah. (laughs) With the three of them. (laughs) Um, I believe he's very droppable in redraft um, from from everything that Scott said. But I will differ and say that he's not quite droppable yet in Dynasty or Empire. Uh, If you get to hold the guy over for years and years, there's still a shot that he comes back into the league. And... Let's face it, from a talent standpoint, he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. If he gets another chance to play in this league again, I think that you have to hold, and there is some value, at least some sort of tradable asset that you can get for Antonio Brown in a dynasty league. None of us believe Antonio Brown is likely to play this year, but we can't rule out that he'll play this year, right? So he has to get through this any possible NFL action against him for the rape allegation that's against him and other allegations. So he's got to get through that. But if he does, um, there's a chance at the end of the year, perhaps, a playoff-bound team suffers a major injury. You know, I don't know, the Falcons are going to the playoffs and Julio Jones goes down, whatever. The only other team he can end up on is the Chiefs. Yeah, what, wouldn't that be something? Um, it, 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 he could play somewhere else this mm-hmm. year. But I think the most likely scenario is he's going to hit the repentance tour. He's going to talk about how he's going to go to anger management. He is going to go to personality behavior. He may decide to tell us that he's got a substance abuse issue, which would, frankly would not surprise me. But I am not, I'm not saying he has one. But I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out that he says he does. Mm-hmm. Those are all things I think is going to happen now is when, you know, when he's got plenty of time by himself and he's got to just learn to deal with this thing, that the repentance tour is going to happen. That's going to set the stage for Antonio Brown to be on another team at training camp next year. And maybe that situation is going to be a very good one. We don't know for sure. To Scott's point, we don't know. It could be a bad one if he's if he is anywhere. But <laughs> he I'm, might be in Miami. He might be in Miami. If you're in a if you're in a dynasty or an empire league and you're thinking about next year and you only have 14 15 roster spots that's crazy you can't hold you can't hold Antonio Brown most of those are bigger leagues and then I think you hold him and you find out how this thing plays out for next season. But yeah. you're, you're not the prop, the propensity. There's a 90 percent chance, I believe, the, Antonio Brown will not play this year. Questions like this and the Cam one are predicated on your roster size. If you have 24 roster spots, well, then it's pr- easy. Well, then it's room. easy. But yeah. why not? And that's why I hate 24 roster spots. You know, it's just there's no there's no hard decision making for a commissioner at that point. By the way, what a roller coaster of value for Antonio Brown going from Pittsburgh. Oh God, yes. to the Raiders, yeah. which is a downgrade. Yeah, and then. Maybe he's not going to play for the Raiders, right, which is an no even value, further downgrade. Right. Then he's cut, and we're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Then to the Patriots, and he's yeah. like, all-time high right, for two days. Well, a week. <laughs> One week? Yeah.
Yes. And and in a game in which he played 24 snaps, and they threw to him eight times mm-hmm. last week. Holy cow. Unbelievable. Uh, Oakland takes on the Minnesota Vikings. And let's talk through uh, the fantasy angles of this one. For the Raiders, it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty messy, and I don't like a lot of what I see here. For Derek Carr, the Vikings secondary has been unusually pliable, but I still don't like Carr much here. Vikings secondary remains very good, and this offense uh, and his offense for Derek Carr is dealing with injuries all, all around him, which is a big problem. Tyro Williams trying to play through a hip injury. Offensive line may be missing Trent Brown and Gabe Jackson. You're all that together, and it's only a C grade at best for Derek Carr. Well, you know what? I'm just going to put him on the bench. Yeah, let's go bench that's grade. what you would do let's against go, the Vikings yeah, on the road. Yeah, let's go. Let's go bench grade here. By the way, speaking of on the road, Raiders have lost 11 straight road games. That gross. Uh, I, I did hear a stat that uh, the Vikings have never beat a John Gruden team. Really? Wow. <laughs> what are the I believe he's 4-0. and Okay. Um, Tyrell Williams, as I mentioned, hobbled with a hip injury. Lines up from all over the field, but I think mostly he's going to see Xavier Rhodes because of his size. Rhodes isn't the shutdown corner he used to be, but I think he can curtail a hobbled Williams here if he even plays. So C-grade on Tyrell Williams. Dar- uh, Darren Waller is the exciting guy here. He's played 98% of Oakland snaps from the tight end. He's the tight end. And he's garnered every tight end target but two so far. Highly involved in this offense. Six foot six. He runs a four four forty. Minnesota hasn't allowed a tight end touchdown in eleven straight games, but um they have been dinged by some tight ends, including Austin Hooper in, in week one. So it's been kind Waller's of the underneath sitting, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think Waller's sitting on a high volume game, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they threw ten passes his direction, or maybe even Nine times. Wow. I can't rule that out. You can't. No. uh, Be great on Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is dealing with a groin injury, and he's also dealing with an undisclosed illness. I want to believe that that illness is leprosy. He lines up all over the fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, Why? He's dropped 10 pounds. Okay. It could have been just skin weight. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> the Vikings completely shut down Devonta Freeman at home, limited him to 31 yards, but then they got demolished by Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the road. This is a home game for the Vikings, and they've mostly dominated uh, runners at home. So roll all that together. Josh Jacobs gets a nervous C grade, and that is it. Uh, let's go to the Vikings side. Kirk Cousins startable in this one in a possible get-right spot for him as he faces a team that's already allowed five passing touchdowns and 355 yards per game. But will Kirk be allowed to throw the ball requisite enough times to— Will he to... be allowed yes. to throw the well, ball? That's I what this it. has come to. It has come to that. Um, he's thrown the fewest passes of any two-game starter in the league. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski got burned by Cousins last week and may be hesitant to ask him to go win the game with his arm. Um, but a C grade on Cousins because the matchup's so good. And for Thielen and Diggs, they both get B grades. Raiders are allowing the second most yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Both Thielen and Diggs play from all over the field, and they get great matchups no matter where they go. You get on one side of the field, they get lead-footed cornerback Daryl Worley and his 6'4 speed. On the other side, they get Garen Conley, who got smoked by Chiefs utility receiver Demarcus Robinson last week. And then in the slot, they get Demarcus Joyner, who has incredibly allowed 14 of 15 passes in his coverage to be completed. It's like he's not even trying. No, it's not. It's like he's not trying. I mean, if if I asked if I asked Kirk Cousins to throw 15 straight passes to an uncovered Thielen and Diggs in practice, he might hit 14 of 15. Yeah. 
Then there's Dalvin Cook, who's an obvious A grade that I don't think we really need to expand upon here. Um, He's been great, averaging six and a half yards per carry. Every week, you can play the Crush Charge Championship for a free, for free, at fanball.com. When you assemble a better salary cap team than mine, you get a shot at the prize pool of $1,000. But most importantly, beating me is the only way to get an entry into our Week 17 Championship, where you will battle me for the $10,000 grand prize. It's completely free. Go to fanball.com slash charts. You can also get my player rankings and explanations there for free. And join a guillotine league if you would like. We're back in moments with more matchups, including the Houston Texans and the L.A. Chargers. Tricky matchup for Deshaun Watson. Do you start him against that Chargers secondary? Find out next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchi, and we are breaking down each of Sunday and Monday's NFL games fantasy style. We put letter grades on every player, explain who we like, why we like him, why we don't like him, and you get to make your own decisions. You agree with us? You get to hear the rationale for why we like these guys. If you think we're on to something great, you can go with us. If you think we're not, don't. Like, it's up to you. Set your own lineup. It's <laughs> line short of that. Uh, Houston takes on the Chargers. Uh, Scott, as, a, uh, as I mentioned going into uh, this previous break, this is a tricky matchup for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, this is a good Chargers Secondary and a team that you generally beat on the ground, not mm-hmm. through the air. What do you think? It, what do you make of Deshaun Watson for fantasy owners but is, this week? But is it still good right now? Derwin James is on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Adrian Phillips this week joined him on IR, and so is Trevor Williams now. So their starting ba- defensive well, backfield yeah. is just Casey Hayward from the start of the year, and he's so he's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins, right? So Will Fuller. Oh. <laughs> 
that was that, that's that's the sound wow. of Will Fuller going deep right there. Mm. Yep, there there you go. Uh, it's a little bit of a rough spot for Watson, who just got sacked three times while we've been talking. Yeah, no here. kidding. Jeez, uh, that line is is pretty terrible. Uh, bright note for. Uh, uh, bright note for him is that uh, the defensive backfield should uh, should give him some room to operate. He hasn't topped 270 yards yet. The Chargers haven't given up 250 yet. I'm just giving a B grade to Watson. Hopkins, even with Casey Hayward, yeah, I'm giving an A grade because because it's DeAndre Hopkins. When's the last time he had two bad games in a row? Hmm. That just doesn't happen to him. So uh, uh, I th- he had a bad game against Ramsey this week. I think he's going to have a little bit more breathing room uh, lining up all over for, against. Uh, with Casey Hayward trying to shadow him. Will Fuller, as you said, I'm giving a B grade, too. I've got it. I love him today. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. You can finish. Do you know who's on him, though, Matt? You want to know the cornerback name who's going to be on him? Yes, yes, I do. Brandon Fassison. Fassison. At least his name's Brandon. Brandon Fassison. (laughs) Fassison. Um, Yeah, that Brandon Fassison, as as we like to talk about here. Don't worry. I I didn't know much about him either, but he's an undrafted kid who had seen a total of five career passes into his coverage before getting pressed into duty this season. His two games this year haven't gone well. He has allowed 10 of 12 passes in his coverage to be completed, and he's already allowed a touchdown. Yeah. Hey, can you go easy on Brandon? Come on. Brandon. Brandon. Fassison. Brandon. Fassison. And that's why I think Fuller gets off the shot. You remember Will Fuller with Deshaun Watson. They scored in each of their first seven games yeah, together. Nuts. And he's only scored in one of their last six together. I think that I think he gets back on, on that pace this game. Uh, Carlos Hyde was your take home. I have Duke on the bench, Duke Johnson, because mm-hmm. I mentioned this in the preseason. Deshaun Watson was through 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 to the running backs, the lowest percentage in the NFL last year, and I thought it might have been personnel. Only five completions to running backs this year. Jeez, so maybe unbelievable. It's, maybe it's just not yeah. what they do at all. So yeah. Duke is on the bench on the San Diego or San Diego Los Angeles Look, Chargers. I do side. it all the time. Oh. San Diego Super Chargers. All right, uh, Philip Rivers. I'm giving a B to. He's reached, he's gets mat- matched up against a weak secondary, including an aging vet, a guy they picked up in free agency one week ago and a rookie (laughs) jeez so that should be pretty good for rivers uh Mm -hmm. he's averaging over 300 yards per game and attempting 35 passes per game giving him a pretty strong b because i really like allen this week as well uh with henry out and williams dinged up that means a ton of targets for allen he had 15 last week uh is currently fourth in the nfl in red zone targets i think you can lock in 10 plus targets easy a grade there yeah uh Mike Williams thought he was going to be a decoy last week. No. He wasn't. No. He was in for about 60% of snaps, and he's the one that's going to get the rookie corner, Lonnie Johnson. Uh, I do have a B grade on him. Eklar, fantasy's number one running back. Yeah, fantasy football stop scoring <laughs> running back, Austin Eckler. Uh Obvious A grade, right? He's averaging 20 touches per game, six of those per game being receptions. Yeah. Six receptions per game. Uh, and what did I say about running backs before the season who average 18 or more per game? The last year, all the, good things. The eleven who did it last year all finished top fifteen on the season. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's so much about the running back positions, just opportunity. Absolutely, it's just plain volume. Yep. Yeah, Justin Jackson, despite his eight point eight yards per carry, he's only getting six or seven touches per game. I'm mm-hmm. still keeping him on the bench. Still eight point eight yards per carry. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. that's awfully good. I know, awfully good. All right, not so good. 
the Giants taking on Tampa Bay. What? I know. It's good. Uh, it's not so bad for Saquon Barkley. You already talked about Daniel Jones. So you take mm-hmm. a chance on me quarterback. So who are the receivers that you like for the Giants, Matt? Well, Saquon gets an A. Yeah, baby. That's it. Of course he does. You don't need to expand on that, really. Evan Engram gets an A. Uh, He's leading the NFL tight ends in receptions with 17 through two games. He's on pace for 136, which would obliterate Zach Ertz's (laughs) single-season tight end record of 116. All right. Uh, George Kittle had two touchdowns called back for penalty against Tampa. Hmm. Greg Olson had 110 yards last week. This is an easy one for Engram. Uh, Sterling Shepard gets a seize out of the concussion protocol, while fellow wide receiver Cody Latimer... Uh, traded places with him and went into the concussion protocol. There you go. Uh, Benny Fowler looks doubtful with a hammy, and Shepard caught six of his seven targets in the opener. He's the top wide receiver target for Danny Dimes, as uh, Scott Fish loves well, him. A lot of people Danny call Dimes. him that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a me original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis Winston on the other side. I'm giving him a B, and it's a if not now, when B. It, it really is right now. Uh, the Giants' defense is an absolute dumpster fire. Opposing quarterbacks in the last four games are averaging 350 passing yards and almost three passing touchdowns per game. Last year in this matchup, Winston played half of a game, had 199 yards and two touchdowns on 16 throws. Ugh. That's great. Yeah. Chris Godwin gets an A grade. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans gets a B. Ooh. Uh, the passer rating when targeting Godwin, 151.1. That's pretty good. Uh, Godwin lines up in the slot uh, against f- mo- more than any wide receiver in Tampa, I should say. Uh, so he will face Grant Haley the most, who's one of the worst slot corners in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. DeAndre Baker is the other corner that Godwin will get to pick on. He literally is the worst cover <laughs> corner in the league. Uh, Mike Evans gets Janoris Jenkins for most of the game. He's their best player in the secondary, but that's like dominating a kindergarten t-ball game as a nine-year-old. There you go. Uh, Brashad Perriman is even a possibility of a desperation scene. He was almost my take-a-chance-for-me receiver, Brashad Perriman. Wow. Um, I'm going to give O.J. Howard a C. I think that's right. He had one target last week. It was negated by his own offensive pass interference call. <laughs> that's insane because uh, Brait has two negated touchdowns by Bellandy, too. How about that? Um, the Giants have given up two touchdowns to tight ends this year. The Bucks had 10 days to look at what are we doing wrong with O.J. Howard. I got a feeling that they're going to try to get this right. Well, and Bruce Arians called out Howard publicly. Yeah. And I think a lot of times they like to uh, – put a little uh to soothe the wounds a little bit when they do that and uh so we'll see if i i think i think put a OJ, little fire in the belly if you're if you've held on to oj howard through this for the love of god start him here it's the giants considering the wasteland that is tight end right now you you you're probably still playing him uh peyton barber and ronald jones i have both on the bench oh After, you're oh you're crazy i'm not crazy oh, after jones looked like the hot hand in week one mm-hmm. with 14 touches he only got four in week two right barber had 10 touches in week one and 24 last week. This keeps cycling back and forth, and I don't want anything to do oh, with the I'm Tampa in. run game. Nope, you can I'm be in. in as much as you want, I but I'm, I'm out no on chance Tampa's I'm, run game. I am Not even against the dumpster no, this, fire that is the Giants. I'm, t- I'm starting everybody I can against the Giants. The, Fantastic. I'm going to beat you this week. I, you can. Okay. I've got Peyton Barber in a bunch of leagues, and I think Barber has been good. And You've I loved the been game a he played. Peyton Barber apologist from been. day one. Though. I have been, and I'm sticking with it here because this is the easiest matchup he's got all year. Yeah. If let's, not, now when? Let's hope Peyton he gets Barber, 10 baby. carries, right? Woo!
Dude, he had he had <laughs> 23 carries last week, 42 snaps to Jones's eight snaps. Now I know the hot hand thing is legit. I can't tell you that Barber is not is going to be the hot hand guy. That's he, exactly why I, I don't want to ever start what I can tell you. Barber. No, here's what I can tell you: Who's going to be the first running back on the field? Dare Ogumbawale. Oh, it's going to be Barber, and all you have to do to become the hot hand <laughs> is be the first guy on the field against the Giants. Ooh. Whoever gets the first crack at the Giants is automatically the hot hand. <laughs> Peyton Barber's going to do just fine. I got, I'm, I got him on the bench. We'll see how that works out next week. New Orleans takes on Seattle. This will be the first game uh, for Teddy Bridgewater as a starter. Um, which you think is worse news? Teddy's career average of one touchdown per start? Or the fact that Taysom Hill is going to factor heavily into the quarterbacking mix here. What? Yeah, you can't start Teddy Bridgewater. In fact, Shad I'd start Payton. Hill first. Sean Payton's playing Superflex. He is playing Superflex <laughs> with his own team, which I love. Um, Bridgewater's out, and I, he hurts. He materially hurts compared to Drew Brees. He materially hurts the whole offense. But still, you're still starting guys like Michael Thomas. Thomas is not like Thomas was like. You know, deep these deep bombs to Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. The whole bit on Thomas is they throw to him twelve times a game and he catches eleven of them. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater still throws a short catchable ball and fairly top, accurate too, and reasonably accurate as long as you don't ask him to throw for more than about sixteen yards downfield. Perfect. Um, he is going to see a uh, he's going to see a fair amount of Seahawks cornerback Trey Flowers, who got burned for 170 yards in a score in the opener, and remains one of the slower, more burnable cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Thomas is the ultimate possession receiver. I still think he can get a little something done here. I'm giving Jared Cook a C. He's been a disaster so far. I think two catches in each game. How can um, you how can you have him in your lineup without Breeze though? But the Seahawks have allowed the second most receptions, the ninth most yards, and are one of just six teams to allow more than one score to opposing tight ends. Okay. Tight ends find themselves 10 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. You know, they're running their tight end routes. That's the Teddy zone. <laughs> they're running their little tight end that, routes. That's all that's all Teddy can do is these 10-yard <laughs> routes. So, I think I think I'm giving Jared Cook a, a starting grade with a C here. Uh those are that's it for the receivers. We're not going into the, the we're not going into the Ted Gins of the world that do need those long passes. Let's go to Alvin Kamara who gets a B grade. Only one back has topped 62 yards on the ground against Seattle over their past six games, going back to last year, obviously. But they have allowed five receiving scores to backs in their last seven games, so maybe a little something through the air there. Um, He's only posted, by the way, he's posted fewer than 37 receiving yards. We think of Kamara as an elite pass Mm -hmm. catching back, right? Fewer than 37 receiving yards in 10 of his last 13 games. Weird. I know. For Kamara, I just... I'm surprised, too. Uh, he doesn't have a 20-carry game in his career. He's also not scored a touchdown in four of the past six games. Alvin Kamara is not. It's a B grade on the downgrade with the offense. That part, all of that together. But there's concern me. here about Kamara overall. Yeah, I Seems think like a, a toughish question if it doesn't go next week. It might It might come up next hmm. week. Let's, uh, let's go to the Seattle side of this game. Tyler Lockett is where I want to start here because I love this matchup. He goes up against slot cornerback P.J. Williams, and the Rams absolutely targeted him last week with Cooper Cup. 120 yards on nine targets for Cooper Cup against P.J. Williams. And Cup was a yard away from scoring, scoring a touchdown, a touchdown. In fact, they called it a touchdown. Yeah. Called it back on review. Williams struggled to hang on to the slower Cup, who's only a 4'6 guy. And here comes Tyler Lockett, 
who's a 4-4 guy, I think this is a very nice matchup for Tyler Lockett, who has an A grade in this game. And if I like Lockett at an A grade, I probably like Russell Wilson, who's got a B grade. Wilson doesn't run much anymore, though, so let's note that. Topping 22 rushing yards just twice in the last 10 games, but... I should note that the Saints have allowed quarterback rushing touchdowns in both of their games this year. So maybe Wilson gets a little something done on the ground. And if he had more and better receivers, I'd be more inclined to go with him. But there's Will Disley, C grade there. Um, I know a lot of people scrambled to Will Disley last week because of the two touchdowns. And so you just picked him up and now you want to dust him off here. But the problem is Seattle's been great against tight ends. None of top 21 yards this year. None of top 61 yards all of last year against Seattle. So a tough a tough bit for oh, Will man. Disley in if this If only one. people knew how to speculate prematurely on Will Disley like what was done in week <laughs> one. Done. Oh, yeah. Let me adjust my tie here. Uh, oh, there it is. Hey. hey. Well done. DK Metcalf gets a C grade. He plays almost entirely from the left side of the field. That puts him on Marshawn Lattimore. That used to be a tough assignment. But Lattimore's trailed off a lot. He has allowed touchdowns in both games this year, and Metcalf's got 40 pounds of weight differential on Lattimore. He's got 40 pounds of weight differential on, on everybody, everybody in the league. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. Alright, now let's go to the running game, because this thing gets hairy. First, Rashad Penny is uh, popped up on Friday's injury report with a, what was it, Scott? Hamstring injury. Hamstring injury. Questionable. So this thing is super dicey. So it and it's going to be confusing for fantasy owners, and I don't even have all the answers right now, but let's note this. Carson has got three fumbles already. Not he's, good. He's one fumble away from riding Pine for a long time. That worries me. And he's got to know that. And I, and a lot of times when you ask guys to cover up the ball, suddenly they're not running with the same style and stuff like that. I'm, I'm nervous about this. Now, the Saints' run defense has been bad this year. They've allowed uh, almost six yards per carry, which is almost twice last year's league-leading 3.2 yards per carry. They were an awesome run defense last year. They've been bad this year. Um, Still, the Saints have only allowed two rushing touchdowns since last October. So roll all that together. I mean, if, if Penny is playing in this game, I heard directly from uh, head coach Pete Carroll. Didn't call me, but I heard this on in an interview. He said it's a two-headed backfield. If Penny's back there, they're going to play, and Chris Carson could lose this thing. It's But if Penny's not healthy and then it's all Chris Carson, I would give a B grade to Carson. But if it's both of them, they come in with C grades. Our final topics are ahead when we provide you with three guys we believe will be hot waiver wire pickups next week so you can grab them this week. Whether you are ready for it or not, premature speculation is coming at you next. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Premature speculation might be the most popular segment of Fantasy Football Weekly. Each week, our hosts provide a player who will be a hot waiver wire pickup next week who you want to grab this week. It's our little time machine bet. And oh. then you frustrate the rest of your league when you've got the players they're trying to pick up. What was our time machine great. sound effect again? Uh, it goes <laughs> boing. <laughs> boing? I think, no. Don't we need the, the, the Wayne and Garth? <laughs> 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 yeah, right. That's that works. I don't, that works for me. Um, let's begin with Scott Fish. Your premature speculation player is... Paul Charchian, do you remember that Miami team that allows the most rush attempts, the most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns, and the most receiving touchdowns? Why, yes, I do. Do you also remember that running back I mentioned that's averaging 8.8 yards per carry? But I have him on the bench this week because he's only getting seven to eight touches a game. Yeah, who's that? That's Justin Jackson. Give yeah. me him. Get him now. Get him before he plays Miami next week where he should get a ton more opportunity mm-hmm. in a blowout. And guess what? He's over 70% available in leagues right now. Don't, that's amazing. Don't pay fab for him next week. Go pick Again, him up the, now right. if he's available. If next week everybody's going to realize Miami's coming and exactly. he's going to be expensive then, yeah. Yeah. it'll cost you one buck or just a, a pickup move. If you're in one right of those now. 70% of leagues, yeah. get him now okay. and hold him. All right, Matt. Uh, I got Superflex himself, Taysom Hill. If the Bridgewater experiment in New Orleans doesn't go well in Seattle, we might see a ton more of Taysom Hill. And frankly, if it does go well, we might still see a decent split of Hill and Bridgewater. Sean Payton's going to try to keep this team alive with bubblegum and Band-Aids, which could mean a revamped read option offense that uses Hill in many snaps. He refused to name Teddy the clear-cut number one quarterback. Yeah, wasn't that interesting. That's not good. And even if Hill is not playing quarterback full-time, he was still on the field for 21 snaps against the Rams last week. He can catch, he can run, he can block, he can throw. It behooves the Saints to keep Weapon X on the field. And I think Taysom Hill is going to be a guy that if you're in a two-quarterback lead, you might be starting him in some weeks just because he's going to be PPR-worthy. He'll be a little of everything. (laughs) A little of everything. Yeah, maybe. Uh, My premature speculation player is Ty Johnson. He is your new number 2 running back for Detroit. Now, I had been advocating for C.J. Anderson during the preseason, but if you remember closely, and I'm sure you remember everything I ever had to say about C.J. Anderson. It was was never that C.J. Anderson's this great runner. It was just the opportunity Mm -hmm. was going to be so high from a team that runs the ball 30 times a game, which, by the way, they've been running the ball 30 times a game, and that's Daryl Bevel's history, 30 times a game. But that opportunity now shifts to Ty Johnson, the sixth-round rookie from Maryland, where opportunity 
meets talent. Mm. Ty Johnson averaged 7.7 yards per carry in college. Wow. He is incredibly fast. He's got 4-3 speed. He was Maryland's kick returner. At his pro day, one scout timed him at 4-2-6. Ty Johnson. Scout's got a bad stopwatch. When I tell you a player is that fast, and most of you have no idea what Ty Johnson looks like, he's not small. He is a he is a full sized running back. He's five foot ten, two hundred ten pounds. Usually when these so he's not fun sized. He's not fun sized, <laughs> and he can catch. He caught a Matthew Stafford touchdown in the preseason. Ty Johnson's got some shiftiness to him. I wouldn't call him elusive. He's mostly a straight ahead runner, like a lot of these speed sprinter types are. The guy, the favorable pro comparison, favorable mind you, pro comparison for Ty Johnson. Robert Smith. Oh, I thought you mm. might go Austin Eckler. No. 5'10", 205. Well, yeah. It actually, yeah, Eckler is also bigger than people think. <laughs> but Robert Smith had the crazy speed. Let's get to our final set of matchups, including the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Scott. Okay, so uh, on the Pittsburgh side, the Pittsburgh passing game, Rudolph actually looked pretty competent coming off the bench last week, uh, but this will still be his first start in the league. Uh, Andy Dalton was able to pile up fantasy points in garbage time last week against the 49ers. Maybe the same happens here for Rudolph as the Steelers are uh, six and a half, seven point underdogs at this point, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, but the, the... the, the 49ers are high scoring and the Steelers are reeling a little bit. They they need a win. They haven't scored 30 points total on right. the season, which right. is crazy. But I'm, I'm giving Rudolph just, you know, kind of a C grade. There. I agree with that. Uh, Juju, I'm still giving a B grade, too. He drew over 25% of Rudolph's targets. That doesn't even count the two-point conversion attempt that, that was tossed his way. Uh, 57 yards last week. Um, and that was just in a half. Yeah. <laughs> 57 yards on, on five targets in a half. So it uh, looks good there. I think he'll find his 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 best receiver. So for sure. B grade for Juju. Washington, I, I was going to give a grade to until Deontay Johnson comes out, is going to be the X receiver yeah. in this game. He They said after practice on Friday that... He's going to be the starting receiver, so I'm giving I'm giving Johnson that C grade. Okay, and I'm putting Washington on the bench despite all their history from mm-hmm. from college and whatnot. Deontay Johnson, preseason darling, uh, caught a nice touchdown from from Rudolph in the in the preseason. Uh, they're going to need to catch up. I think Deontay gets some gets some work there. Okay. Vance Dance, Vance McDonald, B-grade, your boy. Yeah, I love Vance McDonald. He had four targets, catching all of them for 18 yards and two touchdowns in the second half with Rudolph last week. Uh Uh-huh. San Fran may have held down O.J. Howard and Tyler Eifert, but I I like his work in the red zone that Vance is getting with Rudolph, so uh, the opportunity for a touchdown, I I think i got to give him a B-grade here. All right. Uh, Connor and Samuels. Samuels is is just going to stay on the bench unless until Connor... You know, goes out is well, and he almost did out. this week, but he will start this he game. Is, he is going to start, uh, so I trust that the Bucks runners did well against the 49ers. Joe mm-hmm. Mixon did not. It's kind of a mixed bag there, uh, but I'm still giving Connor a B grade because he's a workhorse. That makes sense. On the other side, Jimmy G was my uh, take home. One one note I didn't mention about them: they're the only team in the NFL without a three and out this year. What? Not a single three wow, for that's the 49ers impressive. All right. this year. That's from yeah. Scott Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's so good. Yeah. Uh, however, Debo Samuel is the only one I'm starting, and I'm only giving him a C grade out of the wide receiver corp. There's a lot of splitting going on, but I think he's the best possible option for points out of there. I'm worried because his snap count dropped in half last week as Dante Pettis came back. I argue that was also because they got really ahead. 
Maybe. But, but, okay. Uh, on the other uh, to the tight ends, Kittle, A-grade. Uh, Kittle could go against the super team of the 85 Bears and 2,000 Ravens combined, <laughs> and I would still give, give him, him an A-grade. A. Uh, Will Disley. Combined, 22 guys on the yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Will Disley caught two touchdowns against these guys. Uh, I think as long as uh, Kittle also has, like we mentioned earlier, well, Kittle also has two touchdowns negated by penalty. I hope yeah. that doesn't happen again, but I think he gets in the end zone. Uh, in the running game, would it surprise you to, that Raheem Mostert has played more red zone snaps, touches, uh, targets, and catches gotten all than, in the red zone than Matt Breda? Yeah, that that uh, it surprises me a little bit. Other than the touchdowns would suggest that. How about that Matt Breda has one red zone snap this season? That's wow, that's it. it. Dang. He plays in between the twenties. I'm still giving them both C grades because uh, the the Beng- the Steelers are allowing 8.5 receptions per game to the position and the third most total yards to that position. I mean, those receptions that's like 2015 to 2018 Atlanta Falcons bad. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of work for both of them. I'm giving them both C grades. Okay. Let's uh, let's go over to the Rams taking on the Cleveland Browns. Man. Yeah, the Rams return to Cleveland finally. Uh, Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown they get a B grade. Uh, Malcolm Brown has the highest elusive rating in the NFL amongst players with 15 or more touches. Gurley has the second most rushes for 15 plus yards and the Browns gave up 159 to Derrick Henry and 129 to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Jared Goff only gets a C. The road splits are real. I talked Mm -hmm. about it in week one. You're Uh, ahead of the curve on this. Five outdoor road games. He averaged 227, one touchdown and 1.4 interceptions last year. He had 186, one and one in his first outdoor road game in Carolina. Cleveland made Marcus Mariota look good in week one, but that one happen here. Cooper Cup does get a B grade, and Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are just getting C's. In their last seven games, the Browns have allowed exactly one touchdown to the wide receiver position and one 100-yard game. So the highest grade goes to Cooper Cup, who leads the team in targets and receptions, but hasn't scored yet, despite going down in the one-yard line last week. TJ Carey is the slot corner for the Browns and offers the best matchup, according to Pro Football Focus. Cooks is probably the higher of the C grades. He leads the team in air yards. Woods only saw two targets last week. I have a bad feeling that his late season burst was due to him playing the slot and now that Cup is back, he's just a normal player. On the other side, Odell Beckham gets an A. Jarvis Landry gets a C and it's closer to a bench. Landry is the third in the NFL amongst wide receivers with four broken tackles after reception, but the passer rating when throwing at him is an awful 33.6. Beckham faces a Rams secondary that gave up decent days to other wide receiver ones. Michael Thomas had a good, good game, even with Breeze out for much of the game, and DJ Moore had seven for 76. Richard Higgins also out with an ankle injury and David Njoku on injured reserve with a broken wrist. Yeah, that's a that's a big loss at a thin position. Yeah. Uh, Baker well, Mayfield. Big. It's a it's a notable loss. Yeah, that's it. Kinda. Baker Mayfield, he gets a B. He's looked shaky at best so far, but this is his moment. His first Sunday night marquee game in his career. Maybe the first Sunday night game the Browns have had since they came back. Yeah. Uh, he's the best quarterback the Rams have faced this year after an injured Cam and an injured Breeze. Nick Chubb gets an A, 22 and 24 touches in the first couple weeks. McCaffrey torched this defense in week one. Kamara was held back by the Breeze injury. I think Chubb, who's third on the team in targets, is ready for a big spot here. Okay. Let's go to the Monday Nighter, Chicago and Washington. And by the way, who's scheduling the Monday football games? <laughs> Why can't we have Kansas City, six? Baltimore? Yeah, they're like right. terrible. No, terrible games. Uh, there's only two starters in the entire game. David Montgomery is one of them. He got the lion's share of the snaps and carries last week. Unfortunately, averaging just three and a half yards per carry through two games. His blocking hasn't been good, but he needs to do better. Fortunately, the Redskins have allowed 116 rushing yards, 133 
rushing yards in their two games, and they are missing Jonathan Allen, who may end up missing this one as well. Um, maybe they'll start throwing. They're not even throwing to him yet, which they should do. He's got good hands. Allen Robinson, though, I love. He's got a great matchup against a Redskins secondary, allowing over 200 yards to opposing wide receivers. And get this, Robinson lines up all over the field. So that means he's got a positive matchup at every stop. Josh Norman is just toast. Dominic Rogers cromartie just went on IR. Fabian Moreau is hurt. Quentin Dunbar is hurt. Every cornerback, wow. it's all bad. No wow. matter where Allen Robinson goes, he's got a plus matchup on the field. Problem is he's got sad Trombonski as That's, a quarterback. Well, and that that is the problem. Can he overcome sad Trombonski, who's frankly just unstartable right now, even with all this deeply favorable matchup? I can't do it. All the other wide receivers besides Allen Robinson, none have more than three catches in a game. Even though Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel of positive matchups, Ugh. I just they just haven't been used. Hawk, I, I can't recommend them. Then there's Tariq Cohen, you're who, from whom you will get no carries, and then it only matters what he can get through the air for you. And the Redskins have been awesome against receiving running backs. No runners top 16 receiving yards. And what's more, only one runner scored a receiving touchdown in the Redskins' last 24 games. Wow. Then on the Washington side, Start nobody. It's a it terrible is. matchup against the best defense. In the Not league. even Terry McLaurin. Not even Terry McLaurin, who gets Prince Amukamara, who's got the speed to hang with him here. There's uh, there's nothing to like in this matchup, including Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. I'm afraid it's just all bad news. Yuck! It's the Bears. It's the Bears. Uh, if you love this show, please go to fanball.com/slash/charge for my free player rankings, my free $1,000 weekly contest, guillotine leagues, podcasts, and more. Many thanks to everybody who takes the time to rank and review this show on your podcasting platform of choice. We appreciate it. Fantasy Football Weekly. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.